Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. In and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from. This is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, coming to you live from the vendor loft here at the Panic Film Festival. Panic Film Festival, how are you this evening? Beautiful downtown North Kansas City. All right, love it, love it, love it. Live audience, man. That's not. I know you can't go it's fantastic. Well, guys, my name is Greg D. Yeah, I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, in celebration of Women in Horror Month, we're going to be talking our favorite horror films with female directors. And on top of that, because we are at the Panic Film Festival, we're going to be talking with one of the directors of one of the features here in the Short Film Fest. I know. It's going to be awesome. We've had so many great guests and great people talking to us. It's just We've been fortunate so far. Continue it's, uh, on this gravy train with biscuit wheels, baby. That's what we do, man. And in fact, uh, we've had the opportunity to talk with a lot of the artists around here today, which has been great. Got a good audience right now. Oh, look at that. Some uh, fellow, uh, fellow podcaster. Take a, take a load off you guys. That's what we're here for. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've had the chance to talk with a lot of great people. Um, some of the uh, filmmakers here so far. We've had a chance to talk with the guys from Everlasting. Uh-huh. We talked with Patrick Ray. Yep. And we'll have a few more coming on board here. Yeah, we're only in like halfway between day two, and so it's been pretty dope. The refractory period on this one is, you know, pretty – it's a good turnover rate on that. Yeah. So. It is Women in Horror Month, and this is the seventh year they've been doing this, where we highlight basically all the women in, for the most part, the horror genre, but genre filmmaking in general. Mm -hmm. Whether they are directing, writing, editing, producing, does not matter. As long as they are contributing one way or the other, we are here to celebrate that. Of course. And we could have gone the easy route and done like our all-time favorite Scream Queens which we probably have done before with Linnea. Luscious Linnea. Yeah. Oh, yes. Adrian Barbo. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's the lowest common denominator. Cre- creeps of nostalgia. Exactly. We had to, uh, you know, up our ante here for the Panic Film Festival for we're, our we're live. We're going highbrow and high class. We're highfalutin, man. Zobble to bip. We get, you'll get none of that this episode, I almost promise you. Oh. Take a drink out there. But we decided we would actually like to talk about our favorite horror films with female directors. Mm-hmm. And rather than putting out like our own top five, I thought we would just throw out some that we've enjoyed and ideally maybe see if you guys, the audience, agree or disagree. And if you do, you come and talk with us because we like to keep an open... Very interactive. Boo <laughs> Earns. Yes, uh, Boo Earns. That I is correct. I was saying Boo Earns. So, do you have any particular favorite horror films with, fe- uh, with a female director? Uh, one of my favorites, Slumber Party Massacre. Slumber Party Massacre, uh-huh. which, honestly, the most I remember with that because, and it's kind of ironic because it is a feminist-based film, Yeah, but the killer uses a drill, drill yeah. which is probably the most phallic and symbolic way. Because you're literally penetrating, you know, and that's a very cheesy, not cheesy, but it's a very prototype slasher flick. The Numbaya young girls having like a slumber party and... You know, doing all like the all things that we really enjoyed when we were growing up, yes. because this was a staple in my video rotation because of that very fact. <laughs> and not- I know, right? Just because, like, come because when you're 16 years old and a guy, and you know, oh, cool, like chicks in 90s getting killed, yeah. And it's not until you realize later, upon reflection, you go, oh, that's actually some legit good horror, and it is. Uh, it's directed by uh, Amy Jones. Uh, actually directed that one, and I believe it was Rita Ray Brown. 
was mm-hmm. a feminist author author that actually gave like supervision. She was like a script supervisor on it. Yeah, because if you think about it, a lot of people don't realize that, but a lot of horror movies is actually somewhat feminism because you have the final girl. You have the girl defeating the unstoppable killer. The final girl trope that you find in horror. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very very much a feminist overtone. Uh, but the uh, Slumber Party Massacre also spawned some really weird sequels. Yes. Which included a rockabilly killer. Which <laughs> with a guitar. Of that, the, with yeah. The, yeah, it's a literal guitar drill. It's fantastic. But the original Slumber Party Massacre, that's a good pick there, man. Mm-hmm. So my first one, and this is a film, I don't know if any of you remember the days before the internet. Some of you, like our future guests, have always existed with the internet. But for those of you that didn't have the internet back in the day, you always wanted to choose your friends wisely. And this next film for me was a litmus test. This was the film I threw out, and if you picked up on it, we could talk. We could be friends. But uh, 1987 was a banner year for vampire films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost Bef- Boys. Before they fucking sparkled. Before the, Yeah, our vampires back in the day didn't sparkle. No, they really didn't like it when they ain't been shaved. I am talking about <laughs> Catherine Bigelow's 1987 Near Dark. Yes. Which is, to me, one of the all-time... Not only it's an all-time great horror movie with a female director, it's an all-time great horror movie. Right. I mean, Lance Henderson killed it in that movie, dude. Lance Henriksen, Jeanette Goldstein, Bill Paxton, you get the Aliens reunion. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Bigelow at one time or another, if I remember right, was uh, engaged to James Cameron. Yeah. So she had that connection. So he, she brought in that Aliens cast, and my God, they don't just eat scenery. They chew scenery. They, they suck the blood out of the scenery in that film. That's when vampire movies were vampire movies. And you know? note, it's important note, in Near Dark, they never say the V word one time. They're never referenced as vampires. They're just these old western white trash vagabonds that are going from town the, to town. The other V word. They, yeah. Again, just keeping in Women in Horror Month. Uh, but yeah, to me, this was the film that <laughs> back in the day, this was like if you were cool, if you knew when I said, I hate it when they ain't been shaved, or if you can, and then the way she utilizes the cramp song and that famous um, bar scene when they go in and they slaughter that entire pack of. Rednecks. Uh huh. It was, I believe, uh, he says, "Shit, kicker heaven." It's just, it's a fantastic movie, and uh, again, it was lost, I think, in 1987 because you had the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Lost Boys, man. But to me, if you compare the two, it's it's just night and day. Well, one's a lot more fun than the other, and Near Dark's pretty mean spirited. <laughs> Very mean spirited. Uh, there's actually the fact that she incorporates this great shootout. The very end of the motel scene. I mean, mm-hmm. that is just so well done, well shot. To me, people saying women can't do horror, women can't do action, bullshit. Yeah. Okay? I am sorry, but some of my favorite action films, shit, Point Break, Miss Bigelow herself. And mm-hmm. I, I do not like Point Break, ironically. Not only do I think it's one of the greatest love stories of our time, but it's also just a great action movie. And we have her to thank for that. Yeah. So, yeah, presidents. Near Dark for me is just, again, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal flick. What about uh, another one for you, my friend? I'm going to go contemporary, and let's talk about the Twisted Twins. Ah, Jen and Sylvia? Yes, Jen and Sylvia, American Mary. They just knocked it out of the park with that one. That was an interesting film because I had heard bits and pieces about, oh, you need to see American Mary. It's this new new voice in horror and this and that. And anyone that's listened to the podcast before knows I'm very comfortable in my... What I'm, what I'm used to, what I seek out. And it takes a lot for me to seek out some new stuff. And it was on Netflix. This was a while ago when I saw it, but it was on yeah. Netflix. And, man, I was not disappointed. That is so good. It's, such a, it's like a revenge piece. 
You know, very. Uh, uh, I miss forty five. Uh huh. Very uh, badass cinema. Which means, yeah. Which means it's dark. Mm-hmm. It's very dark, and it also features kind of what I would call one of the new up and coming scream queens, Catherine Isabel. Yeah, she's a, she's a treat. Take dude. a drink. She's a treat. First she's time he treat. references someone as a treat there. But she's also kind of that new breed of Scream Queen, because back in our day, Scream Queens, again, Linnea Quigley, Jamie Lee Curtis, Adrian mm-hmm. Barbeau, they weren't really known for their acting skills per se. Just boobs and lungs, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But now you have this new crop of Scream Queens that, let's, let's face it, they're legit, man. Like, their movies wouldn't work if there wasn't pathos associated with the characters. Right. And they bring it. Yeah, they bring it hardcore, especially with... Every every woman in the in uh, American Mary is just badass in their own way. I mean, you have Catherine Isabel is a badass. And Tristan Risk is Beatrice. Tristan Risk. If you guys have not seen American Mary, please stop what you're doing and check it out. But Tristan Risk, who we saw in the short film fest, yeah, with G- with Gigi, but Gigi Sal Guerrero, friend of the podcast. But good lord, it's she is so good in that movie. Yeah, as Beatrice, like I mean, like really good. Like, and then even the, the cameo the twins did themselves, just the big like. We are here from Germany, and we want to get some work done to us, and we're very weird and European. You know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a, it was an awkward uh, awkward scene there when they bite into the stripper there. I kind of dug it. I, ain't I even know you. Can, you're the <laughs> you're the audience they're going for when they play to that man. Come on now, but no. The, and the Soskas also, I think what's what's kind of uh, rad with them is they kind of have gone beyond the horror genre. Uh-huh. Uh, they just uh, shot the uh, one with a um, Big Show and Dean Cain. Yeah, Vendetta. And that was kind of like their prison revenge film. So they're even going outside of the horror genre. Hell, they got a game show, too. The Elevator. <laughs> yeah. How, and I, did you ever think you would see them on, like, basic cable no. being themselves? Uh-uh. Which, to me, just tells you how much they are exploding and how much people really enjoy them. And well, they got a, definitely a good voice, and they got a good eye. And so well, the, the key to any good director, male, female, alien, dog, whatever is if you have, like, a good voice and a good eye and you can tell the story you want to say just in your mind and put it on celluloid. And it looks so good. Yeah. Just the cinematography, the shot composition, all of those things made me, when I watched I was like, damn, I really need to seek more out with them. And they definitely did. So that's a good pick. And, again, contemporary, which is something, it's not a lot of contemporary ones on my list, which there should. Uh, but this next one is actually appropriate because we're actually hosting um, a screening of this at the Alamo Draft House on February 20th. Uh, but American Psycho, mm-hmm. directed by Mary Heron, um, which honestly, if you, how many of you have actually read the book by Brett Easton Ellis? Be honest. Be honest. Okay, a few of okay, you. Okay, cool, cool. How many of you were able to stomach? Did, did you able? Were you able to read it through like one sitting? Because that is a dense read, but it's also a disturbing read. <laughs> Brent's like, hell, I'm gonna read it right now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> But she did such a, a great job because that's probably one of the more difficult books to translate to the film. And it's a twisted story, you know? Well, it's, it, it basically sets up you don't know what's real and what's not. And she uh, was joined with uh, Gwenevine Turner, was the co-writer on that as well, who uh, penned a movie called Go Fish back in the day when the indie cinema movement was really big. Um, and speaking of American Psycho, shameless plug, we're hosting it at the Alamo February 20th. Come check us out. You know, yeah, bunch push up on your uh, Huey Lewis uh, knowledge there. It's hip to be square. Da, dun, 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 dun. But it's such an, a bizarre, just kind of nightmarish, just the, uh, the, the, I'm trying to, just because you don't know what's real and what's not. And again, this is one of those films that if you had told me, it, I think the ultimate compliment is if you can't tell if it's a female or male directed. Like, what does right. that if have to do just, with anything? If it's just a good director, whether they have 
whatever between their legs. As long as they're a good director, it's, it makes the movie. But, but I think what's good, though, is the fact that we do have the opportunity to champion the women in the genres for yeah. the most part. Because, unfortunately, just like everything else, you only get the month of February, which sucks. Because, you know, we need more days in this. Right. But we do have a jumping off point now, which is really good. So uh, let's start to the audience. Audience, is there anybody, uh, any women in horror feature films we missed? Ah, the Babadook. Yeah. Now, that's a controversial one. Not even controversial because we've talked about it before on the podcast. We did. It's got its uh, I like it. I, I wanted a little bit more. I wanted a little bit more Duke action. He needed a little bit more Babadook. I, now, I, mean, I think that, oh, and I'm seeing some yeses out there on that. So We're, who wanted more Duke? You're, okay, you're, raise you, your hand if you wanted more Duke in the Babadook. Okay. A little, a more, Duke, a little more Duke. What, wasn't Dukey enough? One dookie enough? Yeah. Yeah, there's too many dukes out there. I don't, <laughs> too I, many, like too many cooks? Too, too many, many dukes. dukes. It takes a lot to make a duke. That was an, I, I liked that movie a lot, and I liked that it actually took over a psychological approach rather than the actual horror. But I'm also not a parent, so I know that there's that switch there as well, that if you have that as a parent, then that actually makes the film a little bit different. Ooh, we've got someone with an opinion here. Come on up. And this is our one of our fellow brethren. I, I Eric didn't mean Haven. to just jump in here. Family show. <clears throat> Family show. Yes. But yeah, yes. As a parent, and as someone who's lost someone close to them, like that, that movie is like a thinly veiled, uh, like approach to grief. Absolutely. Like it's a horror yeah. movie about grief. Well, it's a very hor- PT no, uh, postpartum horror well, story. Well, it's to me like I went. Uh, I don't want to ruin everyone's night, but I went through grief myself. And like like that movie, in a horror sense, like captures what grief is. Like you battle with it, you're scared of it, you fight it, you try to fight it, and then you realize it's not going to go away. You so do, you put yeah, it in your basement and you feed it and you deal with it, and then, the then, then then it's the end. Like it's, it's not going to go away. You just no, deal with it. It's ever creeping. It's ever prescient. Yeah. And you have to. You have to though. You have to approach it. Now my question is, if um, this wasn't a female directed movie, would that have a difference? I, honestly, I watched the movie, loved it, then discovered it was a female director movie. Like so, like you said earlier, like I don't understand why we make the distinction. Why don't we? Why don't we just do movies? Like I think it's a sad state of affairs that we have to say like a female and horror movie month, like where we have to like actually take time to say to everyone, hey. There are actually females in horror here, guys, and the what? people like, like what, exactly. What, what, what you say with this? Chicks can't make horror movies. Come but on. the very fact, though, that we are celebrating this, though, is a it's, yeah. I it's mean, the it's right fantastic. way to go. It's it the, is, and it's the same thing. Was like it went, like February is also Black History Month, and then you get those people who are like, "Where's the White History Month?" Like every <laughs> month, you yeah, get that yeah, that's eleven other months. The, yeah. rest of the year. Yeah, that's, it's that's, a little more than a little frustrating. Like, yeah, exactly. Like so, in a point, it's good that we have this, and we can take time. And we're like, yes, there are females out here that can make movies. And we can champion them. Yes, exactly. And we will. But it's also kind of sad that we have to. But every, every. Because you know, what's the ratio? Builder, what's oh. the ratio of like male to female movies, especially in horror? It's probably not. 30 to 1. Yeah, yeah. it's probably nothing that we need to talk about because it becomes <laughs> right. a sad. I just came up here to make everything I sad. I know, you're such a bummer, man. I know. I'm, for I'm not going to use the C word, though, so it's okay. Well, that's a start. That's a start. <laughs> so actually, so we've got the Babadook. Now, one of the other ones, and this is actually one of my favorites, and it's pure nightmare fuel, uh, but this is also another one that's based on a book, and it's based on a Stephen King book. And it was one of the first books that I ever read that made me feel like an adult because of one particular scene, and I'll talk about it. But I am talking about Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, because that one is directed by Mary Lambert, and that is, if if you've never seen Pet Cemetery, you're probably familiar with the particular scene I'm talking about, in terms Not of fair 
daddy. That Little one. Gage is terrifying enough, <laughs> yeah. but her sister. Ooh, that sister. What was Zelda? Zelda. Ugh, that was a Legend of Zelda. I could have done without. That is a one. That <laughs> I is just one creepy bitch. She was I just, haunting. I just want to put on like for the record, like for everyone that's listening on the podcast. Your physical activities during this are amazing. Like you, no one's gonna catch the. Like that, the, the I'm physical saying we need to record it and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like we, we can give them theater a, of the mind, right? You need a vodcast. That's what a you vo- need. But Pet Cemetery, I remember reading it a long time ago and real and thinking just how adult oh, I felt nice. because G is oh G is for Gage. Oh, that's frightening and horrible. And church, and church. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember <laughs> reading Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, and you know there was the blood, the gore. Innocent life lost. But the thing that made me feel like such an adult reading it is at one point in the story, he's, they're taking a bath and she gives him a hand job. And I remember just reading that as a kid going, I'm such an adult. And this because I'm, I'm handling this, you know. I'm reading it's, I can handle this. this is fine. <laughs> it wasn't Stephen the King has so a much. long history that's, of that. that remember? That, that's why we don't have the Nerds and Nostalgia book club. Well, remember? <laughs> that's the exact same. Remember in It, the book? Like oh, the weird oh, yeah, kid, yeah, the, yeah, or- yeah, kid, that was, the kid uh, orgy scene? <laughs> like Stephen King's got some issues. Yeah, we all float down here. But <laughs> do any other women in horror movies? Any do others we that we are forget? Huh? Oh. Ravenous. That is Antonia Bird, I believe. That's a fantastic movie. That's now how many? Uh, even by appla- uh, by applause in our audience here. So we got a few people here. Thank there you. There you go. By audi- by applause. Who has seen Ravenous? Applause. Our gu- okay, guys, come on over. We need someone to talk a little bit. I'll about give him my mic. When I'll walk away. Yeah. That's uh, okay. We got, our, we got our thing for pencil. I, I don't yeah. think they want to come up. Yeah. Babadook. Oh, no, no they, they don't want to talk? Okay. Any other ones? Still walk away Actually, no, let's talk about Ravenous really quickly because I think that's one of those un- criminally underseen films. No, when, when Robert Kyle Isle's doing like accidentally whole hilarious too, right? Like, or is it yeah. accidentally? It's actually pretty funny. It is funny. Someone's licking me. You've got just jaw lantern Guy Pierce. Playing against type as a coward, you've got Robert Carlyle, who is, I think he's a fantastic actor. Rob, no, the entire I've, I've lineup gone, in that I've film is amazing. I've gone saying that Robert Carlyle is highly underrated. And you have alleged kitty diddler Jeffrey Jones in there as well, rounding he out the He is a diddler, isn't he? Yeah, he that's right. is a diddler. I don't think it's alleged anymore. I think it's like... I'm not a diddler, not a diddler. Yeah. Well, it's an unfortunate because I always liked Jeffrey Jones. Always thought he was a great actor. I know, right? And like, I can't Bueller. separate. Yeah, the art from the artist. Bueller. Unfortunately, with that one. Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> I have some gummy bears there in my pocket all day long. Now they're all warm and squishy. That's how I like them. But I think Ravenous is definitely truly. We'll get, we'll get back to Ravenous here. Another film where <laughs> the gender necessarily isn't important because it's just such a great kick-ass film. Yep. It's got a great score, great atmosphere, super gory as well. Like They layer the gore on because it's a cannibal film. Yeah. It's all, and it's basically about the Wendigo, which is kind of awesome. Because how often do you get to talk about well, Wendigo? Yeah. Wendigo. Right. You know, anything along those lines. So I, that's a really good pick, and that's actually one I had on here. Any other ones? Trying to think any others that we might be leaving out here. Well, let's talk about new up-and-coming voices and in female And mentioned before, horror. we are here at the Panic Film Festival. And the Panic Film Fest, we're very fortunate because we've actually got really good representations of women in horror. Uh, we have... Helen, the short film showcase. Short film showcase. And actually, one of the screens, the films that's screening right now is Mania, which is written and directed... Jessica uh, Cameron. Jessica Cameron. And yeah. starring Jessica Cameron as well, who is, again, one of those new kind of up-and-coming scream queens mm-hmm. that... 
I really that she's gone from Scream Queen to behind, behind the scenes. The, yeah. And you talk to a lot of people just in terms of the actors turned directors, and they say, you know, you have to be a good actor to appreciate what a director does, and it gives them that almost like that empathy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really glad that. And then, like you mentioned, the short film showcase, we had two women directors uh, featured. Actually, you know, three. That's three. right. Yeah. We had Gigi. Oh, that's right, Gigi. Gigi Saw Guerrero from Blue Cigar Production. Shout out to Gigi. Friend of the podcast. Girl, you fine like one, Gigi. And more importantly, two Kansas City natives. Yes. Uh, one was uh, Jill Six, who, who we just had on the podcast. Just on the podcast, if you want to go back and listen to it, who's also uh, a Slaughter Movie House, been in seeing Slaughter Movie House for a while. Jill, Jill Six is a fantastic, fantastic voice in, in horror, not only in Kansas City horror, but if you haven't ever, ever seen any of Jill Six movies, really go see it out. She's, uh, she's definitely one to watch. Oh yeah, Misty. Uh, there was Misty Dawn and mm-hmm. uh, Hannah Campbell. They got coming up, and and also, uh, and we're very fortunate because we're going to bring out for hopefully maybe her podcast debut. I'm not sure, but definitely the first time on our podcast. Again, an up and coming young voice director here sh- featured her first short film today. Traditions. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Remember, it's Hannah Banana, not Hannah Banana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Thank you Introduce for doing yourself. Yeah. I'm Hannah. Hello. Uh, I don't know. Now, normally we <laughs> ask people... Is it Smith, right? Smith. Smith. Hannah yes. Smith. Hannah Smith. Now, normally we ask people on the podcast the first time to pimp their social wares. So if you would like people to follow you out on Twitter, the social media, where can they find you at? Um, on Twitter, it is at Sleepy Snake and then underscore. On Instagram, it is H underscore. It's like Han Solo, but there's an underscore under the H and the S. I'm and glad that you're yeah. doing the Han with the Han Solo there. Yeah. That's that's comforting to know our youth are in good, you know, are, yeah. are going the right way there. <laughs> now I mentioned youth, and I I might tell you to get off my yard. I might tell you to keep your music down. I might just why, how are you dressed that way? Because I'm an the old man. He's old man. I am crankety, but the the only reason I bring it up is you. When I say a young and upcoming voice, I mean literally young and upcoming. Can you share with us? So I'm 16, and I've been doing like short films, and just like I've been interested in film since I was like. A small person. I don't know. I saw arachnophobia when I was like four. <laughs> I was Wait, okay. So you saw arachnophobia at four? I, I think I was little. Yeah. No, that's okay. What, what was actually? What is your origin? What is what got you started? Um, Crime Alley. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I saw arachnophobia because oh. I found it in the basement on VHS and I saw it and I cried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an appropriate pretty, reaction. I'm pretty, I, I'll be real. I'm pretty sure that's why I'm not a huge fan of spiders now. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I saw that, and then I've just kind of always been super interested in horror and gore and macabre stuff. And then uh, I saw Repo, the genetic opera, when I was eight, and that was the one that kind of I saw it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Like, I want to make that, and that's, that was kind of the thing. That's heavy for an eight-year-old. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- think about, bit. though, when yeah. we were eight, we were probably watching kind of the, the same. Well, shit, when I was four, I was watching Exorcist, so I really that's, can't say yeah, much. That's so. Fair. so, But a lot of us, you know, we started with horror films early, but not all of us started making films. So yeah. what, was, what was the inspiration to just not o- to, to appreciate but to make? Um, I think after Repo, because before then I was just super interested in them, and then, like, I saw Repo, and I just made – it was bad. I would remake um, scenes from the Twilight books on like old VHS cameras with my brother and I would be like you, we have to do this like I just would make him do that with me 
Um, did you I, make them gory and violent, or did you just make no, them like straight? No, they were straight? just like really bad. Like, did you throw sparkle on them, glitter yeah. or anything? Yeah, That's it glitter was, bomb. Pow. Oh, it was bad. I'm really <laughs> glad they don't exist anymore. And then when we filled it up, we just like re-record over them, and it would just. Oh, so you get you worse. were so by the time like the final thing that you showed, it was probably just worn out. It was, yeah. That's like actually kind of perfect. Yeah, um, and then from there. I, like, through middle school and stuff, I just tried to do stuff, but it wasn't, I didn't really have any equipment, and I didn't understand what I was doing at all, so it was just really bad. You were in middle school. You're not supposed to. Yeah, no, I, Evanescence music videos, man, it was bad. Um, Do you still have copies of those is the question. I sadly have a copy of one of them. Awesome. Oh, we're going to have, we we have Because, you know, eventually when you do, like, your first DVD release, that's going to be, like, the supplemental material. Like a little Easter egg right there. Yeah, oh, it's it's bad. No, 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 Um, no. everyone has their beginning. Beginnings, you know. Yeah. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah, and then from there, I got. Uh, I go to a high school that has a really great film and theater program, and so I'm able to check equipment out and use it, and that's how I've been able to do things now, which is great. That's kind of incredible, actually. Yeah. She's she's she, she's saying stuff like you know uh, with my camera and blah 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 blah, and like at 16 years old there was like nothing. There was not. I, I feel I feel like Bane. I didn't see rentals until I was nearly a man. You know, it was just like, man. It's it's very admirable, the fact that you're doing this, because we were talking, we've talked about this before. When we were 16, we had no drive, ambition. I was too busy trying to unscramble Cinemax porn for that 16 years old. and uh, To uh, actually be able to to produce. To produce something, like, of worth. So how, what did it feel like seeing your film, oh. Traditions, on the big, on the big screen, screen? In front of a big audience. Well, you guys called me out about it. I was freaking out, though. Um, that, that was done more. No pressure. You, know, you totally called me out. Yeah, no, um, a friend of mine, Dolan, who did all of the editing, he just does all the post stuff for everything I do, and he's great, and he's, he's so talented. Um, he was with me. And so we were sitting there, and we're just sitting there the whole time. We're like, we did it. Oh, my God. We're screening. It's in Kansas City. Uh, like, we were just freaking out the entire time. Um, and then we watched it, and we were like, oh, my God, we did it. Like, it's, it, that happened. Um, so it was really cool. And it was a thing that I didn't think would happen for a, a while. Oh, it did. So it, it happened. It's, it's real. It like this, it, it, it played really well. Yeah. Got a good reaction. And honestly, to me, I can see that going into, like, a regular holiday rotation. Mm-hmm. So what was the so. inspiration for Traditions? Um, a few things, but it started with um, my video production teacher, who's also like one of the theater directors, and he's just like he's one of the best teacher teachers I have had. Told us this thing at like the beginning of freshman year, and it was basically like a project we had where we um, take like a normal event. Like if you ever can't think of something, do you take a normal event and just like weird shit that would happen that would not normally happen? And so I was like sitting, I was like, man, I want to make something for Christmas, and this was beginning of December because um, I have no time management. And then I was like, cool. And I sat down and I was like, oh, shit, we'll do this. And I just wrote it. And they were like, cool. So we're going to film it and let's hope we can get this done in two weeks. And yeah, so, okay. So how long did it take to shoot? Um, we shot it all in a day. Really? In, yeah. In my house. It was like noon to 8.30 maybe. And then we filmed it all. And then we're like, we're going to start editing tonight. And then the edit got like destroyed like three times and Dolan had to keep redoing so it. You, so you did you lose then the original like shots? Oh no no we or had just a, the original we, edit. The original edit. Okay, okay. Um, and it just premiere kept crashing, which was great. Technology. Yeah, no, it's awesome. But um yeah, so then we did that and he did all his post magic and 
We had a guy, Colin, do all of the score, which, oh, my God. it's The I'm, score, actually, that was very effective. Yeah, I loved it. Like, he, I messaged him because the original score we were going to have that, like, fell through. So we're like, hey, um, can you possibly do this in, like, a day? I'm sorry. Like, I love you. And he did, and it was great and awesome. And like Having I, friends like that, that's very advantageous. Yeah. Well, yeah. it sounds like you almost have a, a crew already put together. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. It started off, and it was just Dolan and I um, for a 15-second thing we did back in, like, August, and it was just the two of us, which is not a fun thing to do <laughs> with two people. Um, but then from there, I got Jill and which thank God for. I love her. She's great. Um, and she spoke highly of you on the podcast. Right. Oh, she was, she yeah, really she did. did. She was very uh, impressed. Uh, and we were, again, we were just like, wow, you can, you're kind of mentoring this like young, yeah. up-and-coming voice in horror, man. How cool is that? Yeah. No, it's awesome. I haven't actually listened to all of that podcast yet. I have to finish. I'm like a little bit in, but I didn't finish it. Get out of here. No. <laughs> man. No, I was listening to it this morning, and I was like, I need to leave. And so I had to stop listening to it. But uh, yeah, no, she's so great. And I worked with... she came on board for traditions and then um this guy brian lowry it was actually his camera we ended up using for to actually film the thing so we did have that and then dolan and i and then my friend marissa came on and did makeup and we just kind of formed a thing that now it's kind of continuing on into future projects planned. yeah right so can you talk about any future um, projects i kind of can sort of i'm posting on social media about them um i have like three that i'm in the midst of doing but the one is called Bloody Mary that I can't explain too much, but... Um, Can we just use our imagination with that one? Yes, go for it. Can do. Um, so that one I'm super excited about. That one, like, scripting is almost done, and then on to filming and pre-production and... Well, pre-production and then filming, but, yeah. So we have that, and then I have an alien thing that I'm trying to do, but it'll... Yeah. It, no, aliens, there's... If you, yeah. Positive uh, or negative? Well, depends on my mood and, you know, if I'm clenching or not. So, you know, there's a. Because, you know, the probes of PTSD with the aliens there. If I'm clenching, it's okay. Just take a deep breath. Yeah, no, it's very like monsters are doing Maple Street. Twilight Zone aliens. Ooh. Okay, so. now let me let me give you props. Yeah, for the, the, referencing that was, a name, that was a name drop right there. That was. That actually makes me feel like gives me the warm and fuzzies to know that the, the younger Good. generation still know. You're an old soul, know. kid. You're an old soul. No, it's, honestly, that's probably. Eas- I'm not probably. It's easily my favorite Twilight Zone episode. It's like, fantastic. It's, so good. it's timeless yeah. so in terms of the message. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> what else are some of your influences? Like, if you were to say, like, some of your uh, favorites, some of the things that like influenced you as an up and coming director, what would those be? Um, Soska Sisters. That's uh, kind of an easy. That's, one, I guess. that's a but, good answer, though. That's um, a, them and Reanimator. I always really the visual aesthetics of Reanimator. <laughs> I liked a lot. Are you kidding? She is an old. She's old then, school. <laughs> um, and it was uh, Darren Bowsman who did uh, mm-hmm. Repo and Saw and etc. Um, it was funny actually. Jill was one of mine, and now it's crazy that like we're working on things together. Um, because I saw some of her stuff like last year, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love this!" Like, what? Who? Who is this person? And then I was like, "Oh shit, she's from Kansas City!" And now here we are. And right. how does that feel? Because I'm trying to imagine meeting again, being your age, yeah. doing this, and then meeting someone that you actually look up to, and then not only do you guys you get along, but you vibe well, and you're, there's yeah. good chemistry there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, like, it's seriously, I freak out. I, 
I don't anymore, but at first I was like, oh shit, like the Chris Farley, like you remember, you remember when you did when you Call did, Girl? It was it was real cool. Remember <laughs> when Tristan Risk killed somebody? Oh. That was that was awesome. <laughs> so that being said, um, in terms of so we've got um, the, the 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 Terror Twins. We've got now is it was it uh, Herschel Lewis that did Reanimator? Or was I that believe so. No, no. It's, I oh, want to say yes, but I don't think. No, no. I'm Gordon. No, damn it. Horror nerds, help me out ah, here. Reanimator, director. Lewis Gordon. Damn it. It's going to look it up. Okay. Everybody's me. just like, you Google guys it. Suck. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I should know this. No, it's yeah, okay. The horror, the horror cred went out so the window. Let's, let's move on with this one before anyway, we dig ourselves in a bigger continue. hole. Um, I think the first time I met you, you were one of the first people I've ever seen to do a, an American Mary cosplay. Shit, you were there for that? At I was oh there. Oh, my I was gosh. There. That was, it, I, it was like a week Planet before. Planet Comic-Con last yeah, year. Yeah, Planet Comic-Con. Because the week before, I was telling Greg, I was like, how come nobody's doing American Mary? You know, there that'd be kind of... And then, sure enough, there you are. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. I know, like, no one... It's still... I think that's probably my favorite cosplay that I've done. It's just such a good movie. So just, you've done cosplay then as well? Yeah, no, I also do that. Because that's another level of nerdiness there yeah, that we no, can it's, appreciate. It's, that. I'm a to- it's bad. It's I'm a total nerd. But it's... Yeah. I'm so since you're still in high school, are don't you be <laughs> don't be combing the no, high school. No, 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 no. I've been. All right, all right, all right. That's a lot in. No, um, since you're still in high school, like, I'm. <laughs> there's there's no good way to. There's no there's no way. I was gonna ask you. Are you are like people are like. Hey, Hannah, you're awesome. Or like, there's that creepy chick that makes scary movies or something. It's you know? a mix, I think. Probably like my friends are all they all think it's cool, and they're all like, "Oh, can we? Can I be in your stuff?" And I'm I'm sure there's kids who are like, "Who is this person that's posting pictures say, can of I, themselves?" Can I be in movies with you? Yeah. Or something? Well, and then there's I'm sure the people who are like, "Who is this girl covering herself in blood on Facebook? Like, who? Right? What, what the hell is this?" Um, but those are the people you don't are, have to worry about. Yeah, you know? no, those it's are, fine. Um, Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I've got my group of friends is very like Dolan, and all my friends are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna help you. Like, I'll help you out on this, which is great because I have no money budget for anything. So it's nice having friends who will help me." Filmmaking on 101. Huh. Have friends that'll work have for free, friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I have to ask because I'm curious now because back in. God, now I sound like an old man. Back when I was in high school, back in our day. day when we, if you liked horror movies, you were the outcast. Well, you really the, you were. were. You were like, oh, that's that horror. And now day to see that it's more embraced, I'm I, that makes me feel good. But yeah. it's at the same, at the same time, time, time like, it's like, man, born too late, man. Shit. I, but the fact that we've got people like yourself that are up and coming and are again, you're producing, you're doing. Yeah. I'm I'm fascinated by the fact <laughs> that with anyone, but that you're so young doing that. Again, I don't mean to make it an aging, but I'm just impressed with that. It's well, it's you. fantastic. <laughs> so, and I was telling you off off mic. Um, we were ever since you dropped that episode. I mean, uh, traditions on Christmas yeah. Eve, and just talking to you at Slaughter Movie House. We've always kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit yeah. like that, but we never since you are until there was high like school, no reason where it was like, hey, random high school person. I right. kind of know. We we didn't want to be like so because uh, we record normally out of our basement <laughs> out of his Which basement so creepy. and so we it don't want to be like hey you guys want to come you want to come over and uh, record you want to be a star you know so it was always really awkward I'm glad we had this public yeah <laughs> all about That's board true. right yeah. we don't need Chris Hansen here it's cool <laughs> right no but uh, it was a it, yeah I finally get to talk to you and like see what you yeah. thought about seeing your 
your baby yeah. up on oh. screen. Well, and it was crazy, too, because this is a total nerd thing again. But um, the Devil's Carnival, which is the guys who did Repo also did, did Devil's Carnival. They did a second one, and it screened here. It's like they, they took it on a road mm-hmm. tour, and the only time it screened in Kansas City was in that theater. And so I was sitting there, and I was like, last time I was in this one, like this specific theater, I was watching Devil's Carnival, and now I'm seeing my own, like I freaked out. Did you have a chance to meet uh, Darren Lynn? Oh, yeah. I met him. And he actually went to my high school. Which yeah, is he's even, a Kansas City native. Yeah, like there's a picture of him like in the drama lobby, and so I'll go, and I'm like, oh, there's that person that I... <laughs> Do you do the little... I'm just like, hello, know. yeah, n- no. The but Blarney Stone. Lighting black candles and putting them <laughs> in front. Just a little short, yeah. I mean... I offer you the sacrifice of my enemies. Honestly, yeah. At this You're point, like, shit, if I would. <laughs> I would if I could. <laughs> She's like, somebody talks shit. I'm ready. <laughs> yep, time to edit that somebody one out just time. in case. <laughs> I wish someone would. Uh, uh. Yeah. So um, we talked about, you know, just in terms of the future of everything, um, what are kind of your your dreams? I mean, do you want to do this? Um, Every, everyone wants to do it professionally. Yeah. But, you know, are well, you looking to? Yeah, I just want to keep doing it. Like, even if it's not Hollywood feature films, like, I just like short films a lot. And I think it's been, it's something that I didn't really realize as much until I did a couple of them. Um, but I like the story aspects and the things you kind of are forced to think about when you only have a few minutes, it's really interesting. It changes your perspective on film, I think, in general. Because for most movies, it's like, oh, well, this was good, except the 10 minutes of dialogue that no one really needed. And you, can't, you don't have time. You can't do that in a short film. So I think it's really interesting to have to learn, like, I have to, what is the message I want to get across? Because I have to get it across in three to five minutes and do yeah. it right. You really have to be very efficient when it comes yeah. to, like, nothing is wasted. There's a... Yeah. Um, it's not, you hear the word slash fiction, and, it, you know, I'm not talking about that kind, but there's, like, <laughs> short, short stories. Harry yeah. Potter that and Dumbledore. And exactly. <laughs> God help me if there's anything about us on forget there. Forget to kiss. Forget to kiss. Um, but they, they tell you that everything is just very efficient. You, there's, like, nothing wasted. Do you yeah. think that challenges you more as a filmmaker than maybe doing something more as a feature? Absolutely, I think. Like, as much as I think doing a feature would be so cool, um, but it really forces you to really think more and I think a lot of people are always like oh yeah well it's just a stepping stone into it but honestly I think that like there's so much work and I've done like longer shorts like Traditions was longer compared to the other like a few of the other things I've done um, but we did like Homecoming which is the 15 second short film and that's the time that went into that and editing that to get it to be 15 seconds like I hope I never have to do that again because like it was terrible like, but it's but, but it's, it's fun, and it's right. just like this. I just want to keep going back and doing more of it. So I think and it's fa- and you, if you, this obviously is an audio podcast, but if you don't see her, she's very she's smiling, she's happy, <laughs> she's in her. That to me, that's genuine, man. And that's the one thing that we've been fortunate in terms of the people we've been able to talk to on the podcast. Yeah. Everyone is just genuine. First and foremost, they're fans. You right. know, and that's the one thing I think more than anything, it's, it all comes from a place because we all love horror. Yeah. We love genre movies. You yeah. can't make art if you don't like art. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, even with just horror in general, like, I think it's a really interesting genre in that aspect because I think there's, the genre has the most dedicated fan base that I've ever seen. Like, I mean, there's obviously yeah. Star Trek and, like, more nerdy comic fans, Nerd. I guess, but... As, as you as you put on your American Mary costume, <laughs> you know, <laughs> two people recognized it. One of them was probably you. Yeah, but it's something. Um, but I think that yeah, it's she's just, calling me out on that. Yeah, one. I am. Nerd. I'm proud. There was one person, <laughs> the only other person that recognized it was the zombie wall guy, and I was like, "Well, it's fine," because I I know. And that was they like retweeted it, and I freaked out. It was, oh my god! But. Um, Anyway, that's okay. the so, genre. Yes, it's, no, that's it's great. Yeah. 
So a chance to kind of nerd out here. You've talked about kind of your some of your favorite films, yes. uh, favorite act, favorite actors in the genre, favorite. Um, if if like yes. if we wanted to do a top five to get inside the mind of Hana. Okay. Damn. Okay. Um, Not put, I'm just putting you on the spot Catherine here. Catherine Isabel for Hannibal and American Mary because nice. Hannibal. I, all of Hannibal is probably another huge inspiration. Like it's not a not the films, but the TV show. Okay. Like I never the caught visual. the TV show, but I heard it was gory oh as hell. Have you guys watched Hannibal? God. No. It was gory. Yeah. It was beautifully shot. The acting was phenomenal. And I've also read all the books. Like I just love Hannibal a lot. And so the series is just is a huge. It's up there. <laughs> but Catherine as well. Tristan Risk. I love her. I, She's, she's phenomenal. Uh, she really is. She's a uh, uh, Pollyanna McIntosh is another kind of one of my faves. But yeah. just people that are just brave. Yeah. Like they just fearless she's with ju- their performances. She, yeah. She just. Yeah. Just, no, no, because I'm I'm a big fan too. And mm-hmm. the obvious answer is, well, of course you're a fan. Look at her, blah blah blah. But, but it's no. And she's just not afraid. Like everything she does artistically, she just goes for it and she does it, and it's unapologetic. And I love that. Like it's, as a person, but also just as an actress, I'm like, I, it's I, pretty kick She is a performer, and she's meant to do art, and I love that. Um, God, okay, who else? Especially, I'm just trying to... That's okay. Have you so had the many. chance to meet uh, Tristan yet? No, but oh, I, I want she's to. She's a trip. She's just <laughs> not, She's just a fireball of fun. It's ridiculous. I, I know. I, fingers crossed for CryptoCon right? 2016. So do you find yourself gravitating more towards the new school or the old school? Um, it's a mix, I think. Like, I definitely like new school stuff, but there's also, I'm like, there's so many movies that are old school that I haven't seen that I want to see because it's just like there's so much out there and I just try and I'm doing a thing for 2016 and I'm like watching a movie I haven't seen every day and it's just it's crazy like how many are out there and how many older films that just get looked over and it's just like oh, you know, hold what? on hold on what, yeah, you, you got, you got go. time to catch up go. you got time yeah. to catch no, no, no. up what is an older film for yeah, you yeah hold on if, like, she, if she says something like that like I went to, like I saw that movie in high school I'm gonna I'm gonna just Drop the mic and if turn I, the show off right if now. If I like, suggested okay. a movie from 1989, would that be an old movie? I mean, not totally. I'm thinking. Okay, that, no, I like the way listen, she listen, gen- listen. gingerly. Okay, like, well, I'm, thinking, not really, I'm thinking. Okay, but listen. You old fogies. God. Okay, like <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust okay, and like Nosferatu and like the original Hill House. Like okay, the old stuff. That, okay, okay, yeah, that that's proper old. Okay, <laughs> good answer. Very yeah, good. That's proper old. There, there you go. This is interviewing you, boot you camp. You win this rupture <laughs> back. <laughs> um, no, I just there's a lot of things, and I think especially with black and white movies, like there's so much to learn about lighting and coloring, and just a lot of it's just really interesting, like the way shadows and everything work in that, which I like a lot. And well, that's the thing, you know. Ultimately, filmmaking is a visual medium. Oh, you know yeah. that you have to have good visual storytelling yeah. to do anything. Yeah. And so, I, in terms of speaking of that, um, the uh, traditions itself was that meat or dough that was um, going into the cookie. It was meat dough. Blood going into cookie dough. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And I've actually I've been asked that a couple times, which is funny because like when I was doing it, I never that never I crossed my mind. I couldn't tell the consistency. I was like, ooh, is that I a saw, meat pie? She, she was she was she had the she's mushing it, it she all was together. mushing the blood <laughs> in her hand like give yeah. it give it flavor, yeah. mad flavor. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I'll just remind you, I'll never accept a cookie from you. So let's just put it that fine, way. It's so fine. <laughs> and then vice versa. <laughs> 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 that should be a drink from this man right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no. on that note, do you have anything? Uh, again, remind <laughs> our listeners where they can find you out on the social media for um, film purposes. For film purposes, um, 
Does Vimeo count? I guess. Of maybe? course. Well, um, I mean, like, because we don't want like creeps. <laughs> creeps. Oh, you know I don't. What I'm I just. I probably should set up social media that's for other people, but I don't. I just haven't. Because I was gonna say, I I enjoy so our little, much to do. I enjoy our funny little ad interactions in Twitter. That's, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. Twitter, though, is at SleepySnake underscore. And then Instagram is Han Solo with an underscore after the H and the S. Because I just like to be difficult to explain things. <laughs> so I'm going to say this well, honesty, Hannah. I'm really looking forward to what you have coming up in the future. Thank you. I will definitely let you know things and stuff. And, and I've said it a few times on the podcast before. Some people <laughs> have KC Pride for the Royals and the Chiefs. I have KC Pride for our filmmakers yeah. that are all the on the cup. And so you guys, yeah. give her a hand. And you're, yeah, give her a hand. And you're always welcome on the podcast yeah. in a public setting. All right. <laughs> thank you, Hannah. All right. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Our next guest is, oh, God. The, <laughs> is the founder of not only... Co-founder. Oh, I was going to say Screenland Armor. Oh, yeah. The founder of Screenland and co-founder oh. of Panic Fest, Mr. Adam Roberts. Hi, guys. How hey. are you, man? Good. I don't like this. This is like surround sound. You're like talking to me and then you're yelling at me. Whoa. Here, have a drink. This is how we disorient, actually. Yeah. So, what do you think so far, man? This has been a good Panic I Fest. Think, uh, I think it's good. I'm excited for this next movie. There's Mr. What, what C. is the next movie? The Invitation. Ah, yes. Which you're all invited to. Well, if you bought tickets. Ooh, that's good. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Now, what we have here control is uh, a full-on boom cast. Control-alt uh, oh. control junkhead. This yeah. is a boom orgy, if you will. Yeah. Oh, God. I've got hands on shoulders. Yeah. As long as they're on the shoulders and are above the table, I think we're good here. Everything's so Somebody's dry Somebody's licking here. me! <laughs> nice callback. So we are going. So we're going to be looking forward to the invitation. Yep. And that one is actually being hosted by a friend of the podcast, Ryan Davis. Ryan, how we doing back there, man? Yeah, come on over, guys. Come on over. Come on, come on, over, come on over. Hey, come on down, everybody. You're standing. There. Hey, come it's over the here. Daniels, everyone. See, we're starting to get more and more folks here. Ryan, oh, how we doing, look man? What we got here? Hey, how's it going? Does everybody? I feel like this is like be a part of the podcast. We're all sharing mics. Yeah. What do you sound like so on the mic? I think I gotta say from I gotta tell from speaking for Greg here. I just want to tell you thanks. Oh, no problem. No, thank you guys for uh, hosting so many films so I don't have to be at the Alamo all the time now. Thanks for putting them on the spot, genius. <laughs> that was really awkward and uncomfortable, man. But it's awesome because it's like we have like two of our bosses yeah, right, right next to us. Two of our bosses that makes that like can break or break our future in like this. Can, can, wait, can we, we can break your future? Yeah. Or make oh. it again. Come on. Oh, now. we can make it? You're like. We could you like you like hosting? Never again. Yeah. You, you like that? Have you guys oh, uh, told people the like new thing that you guys are gonna start doing horror shows? We, we, we talked a little bit about it, but if you want to talk a little bit about it for us, that'd be fantastic. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Greg and Genius are gonna start uh, hosting. Well, hopefully, it'll turn into a weekly thing of only thirty-five millimeter crazy horror movies at the Alamo. Mm-hmm. 35 if, millimeter, y'all. Can you talk a little bit about what, the, what we have going on at your place, too? Uh, yeah, we can. You guys uh, <laughs> come invade it once a month on a Monday and get weird. But yeah. it's all secret. It's like uh, Nerds and Nostalgia Secret Society. We give you a handshake. <laughs> hamburger the movie. We did yeah. Hamburger yeah. the motion, motion picture, picture for the first yeah, time. Yeah, the motion picture, Ryan. Come on. Sorry. They corrected me the other day. Well, yeah, he, I was like, he, whoa. He corrected you. I just want to say it was, it was Greg. It, Under the bus, mother. Well, there is Hot Dog the Movie and then Hamburger the Motion Picture, you know. Is there Hot Dog the Movie? Yeah, yeah there's oh, yeah. a Hot Dog the Movie. Now, now I understand it, the, the distinction. It's uh, for all those one, one's more classy than the other one. One's a motion picture. 
The other one's just a movie. Okay. One is shot on film, Ryan. Right. <laughs> Come on. The other one's on video. That's Cinema the hot verite. dog. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the a, trash. It's the trash. <laughs> no, but we're very, we thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to do that because more than anything, we like promoting. Well, we love showing porn. <laughs> Smut. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what we're showing. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're showing, but these guys showed. We show foul, wonderfully foul things. It's a, it's delicious. Well, it's just like the first time I ever saw the Dreamers in the theater, and I didn't realize what a kind of a smutty movie that was. And I was in a theater with three other dudes, <laughs> and then on screen is Eva Green and her her nether regions, and it was really awkward. Could so, be worse. It could be like when I went. So to we're go not going to do that. When I went to see Spice Roll, and it was just me and Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, As we, we made people lean, <laughs> I feel like Eric all of a sudden. <laughs> When we showed uh, Nymphomaniac back to back, part one and one two, and two, it was amazing. It was all single men in their forties. <laughs> Coming uh, up next at Armor Screenland, <laughs> Necromantic. No, well, was, I was going to say, it was the front row like a Gallagher show. You no, know, but oh, cleaning the, up, the first, cleaning up after I was like, I don't know about that. Three rows will get moist. I don't trust that napkin. All right. Well, I think Woo. on that note, guys, I think, yeah, I think <laughs> guys, I'd like to thank everyone who came on today. Guys, seriously, thanks for coming out to Panic Fest, supporting this wonderful, awesome festival. Thanks for coming out, supporting all the vendors, checking out all the cool movies. Thanks to Hannah, and thanks to all of our other people who are on their podcast. Adam, Eric, and Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be here. Oh, here he comes again. Oh, oh what is he going to say? Yeah, He's not going to say it. We're going to end the note. No, we don't want on you a to say it. Note. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Until next time, guys, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. (laughs) 